Do you know that we wanted to use this uh, logo? This is against um, Richard Hartley's piano playing of the, the 20th Century Fox theme. Oh, yes, maybe I will. We wanted, to use, we wanted to use that for, um, for the, the, the denouement ah. in, instead, of the, instead of the RKO sign. So that was interesting. Michael oh, White, Lou Adler's name's there, the, our producers. Yes, that's correct. Erstwhile people. I'm rather missing... And uh, now, whose mouth do you think this might be? Mine. Yeah, it is. <laughs> now, interestingly enough, there you see, I, of course, when, when we did the stage play, it was you that sang the song. That's right. And then they offered you the part of uh, Magenta in the movie, and you, what did you say to them? I said, well, they told me that I wasn't going to be able to sing the song because they couldn't have an asherette to open the film, so I'd lost my song, science fiction. And um, I said, well, you can take your movie and shove it up your... Where the sun don't shine. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and I... they were very amazed because they'd take me to a restaurant to the art. Yeah, yeah, Jim well, you always and... do it after lunch. Yes, always sorry. tell them no after lunch. No after lunch. Yeah. And I said, I'm not interested, don't want to do it. Then they took me round to John Goldstone, one of the other producers, round to his house to see the sets. They said, no, please, Pat, come and see, come and just have a look. And then they showed me the pink room, hmm. the laboratory, and then they showed me the, all the drawings of the costumes and whatever and whatever, whatever. And um, I said, oh, I can't wait. I'll begin tomorrow. <laughs> I didn't mind about the song. Yeah, well, I, I didn't know anything about that until this moment in time, and uh, and. Uh, well, I've blamed you for it ever since. You well, you know. see, I got along to the I got along to the studio, and they'd done the backing tracks. Uh, Richard Hartley and the, and the crew had done the the backing tracks at Olympic Studios, and they said. I Richard, love my name Richard, dripping like that. Oh yes. Sorry. Sorry. It was a bit of a trip, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 they said, we want you to sing the, the opening title song as the, as, because you're the author of this show. And I said, what do you mean, as a, as a backing, as a guide vocal for, for Pat? They went, no, no, we want you to sing it. And, um, and so I did, but until that moment in time, I had no idea that I was well, going to, going every, to uh, Ladies and gentlemen, or whoever's listening, this, today is the first time this has been revealed in how many years? Oh, um... So in all these years, years, I have begrudged you taking my song. And uh, in all these years, I've, uh, I've, I've begrudged you for being you and having that delightful mouth. Thank you. I mean, look, <laughs> it's a wonderful mouth. One wonders, you know, oh, well, wonders. Just wonders, really. <laughs> <laughs> Has your dentist seen this movie? Yes, I really want to give her a plug today, Veronica Morris, because really, she's been keeping my teeth in great order. This is marvellous. And Veronica will be so pleased. This mouth, of course, is, is uh, Brian Thompson's idea. It was the Man Ray photograph of the mouth in the sky. Yes, where it's he got a, that from. Was it a photograph? I thought it was a painting. It's a photograph. It's a photo. It's a photographic lips over painting. Hollywood. Yeah, it's, yeah. Is that what it is? That's what it's called. Oh, well. It's, that. it's over the Hollywood sign, that a mouth. mouth. Man Ray picture. And this, this was the first mouth. I mean, i never seen a mouth. Well, the Rolling before. Stones got a mouth after that, didn't they? Yeah, they got a mouth after. Yeah. Not a mouth before. A bit mouthy. <laughs> a bit mouthy. No, no. And it was wonderful when they asked me to do this, because they asked me to do this mouth on the very last day of the film. Mm -hmm. Jim Sharman came up to me. It was a wrap, finished. We'd done it. And he came up and said, we've got an idea about this mouth. Yeah. And will you do it? And they and painted, I got painted all the... your uh, skin black, didn't yes, they? Yes, they did, uh, and uh, I went out to L Street Studios. But your, your timing is perfect. I mean, your, your lip sync is fantastic. Yes, well, I'm good at that. Yeah. <laughs> and I sort of know how you do things. So, uh, <laughs> so 
<laughs> we uh, oh, Raymond Gow, look, the hairdresser. Oh, the hairdresser. Gow. Oh, we'll, Gow. Gow. we'll talk about Raymond, oh, Raymond a bit Gow, later. Gow, yes, he was wonderful. Yeah. He Pierre kept us happy. Oh, no, Pierre, happy. Pierre did the, the makeup, didn't he? Oh, Pierre Laroche. Yeah. Oh, God, he did Bowie's makeup, mm -hmm. you know, for what was that Bowie thing? Uh, when, you know, when he had the makeup. <laughs> when, 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 when did Bowie never have makeup? All right, with Bowie and Bay. Ziggy Stardust. Yes, yeah. and it was fantastic. And I thought, if Guy Laroche will give me the most fantastic face in the world, and he looked at me and he said he gave me no bones, no nothing. No, Pierre Laroche. Pierre, Pierre Laroche. I beg your pardon. Laroche is I beg your pardon, Pierre yeah, Laroche. And uh, he, I, I was so shocked that he just said, right, we're going to totally whiten the face. Indeed. And what? Yeah. Here we are. What fade you into the cross there. Fade into the cross, yeah. yeah. And down the old... And now, now this is interesting, because this this was just a facade, really, wasn't it? That little room, there's a little room on stilts behind that door. Oh, there's that is. tiny little oh, room. There's darling Henry Wolfe. He's Henry just Wolfe, such a darling Canadian friend. Actor. A great um, pinter. Pierre Beddens in the front here. Now, Perry, Perry was uh, the boyfriend of Brian Thompson at the time. Uh, we should say, oh, that little girl there, oh, where is she? She's gone now, but that was, um, what's her name? She was the photographer who went out with uh, Prince Andrew for a while. What was her name? Kustark. Kustark there, yeah. She's at the back there. She's there. Uh, I was going to point at the screen as if that made any difference for anyone. Yes, sir. Uh, Gay Brown. There's Pierre and, and, and Henry. Henry was in my house the other evening. He now teaches in Saskatchewan. Yeah. He's she, been over here doing the Harold Pinter, Pinter play, play that's he? right. He was in the first play that Pinter wrote. He made him write it, actually. Well, there they are. There's our The two Brad. lads. Oh, yeah. very butch. Ooh, ouch, that hurt. Uh, there she is, Susan Sarandon. Susan, we didn't know either of these people when they arrived, did we? No, we, we didn't, weren't but familiar they... with their background, although yeah. although, although he'd been doing um, Grease, Grease. On, on Broadway. Great they? dancer, great legs. Yeah. But um, it was wonderful. There's my wife there jumping up and down, my ex-wife, my first wife. Is it? Was, was Kimmy? jumping up and down there, yes, in that little plaid uh, Oh, yes, in her lovely handbag. With the, with the bangs. Yes, yeah. gorgeous. And this is Rufus Thomas, I think, driving the car. Rufus was with, uh, with the... Uh, there he is. Uh, he was with the Living Theatre for some years and came over and choreographed um, yeah. Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. And that's um, first British incarnation. Gosh. Such class we had in this. Oh, yeah, we were all yes, very groovy. I remember those two. <laughs> now, there's us in the background about... being American Gothic, yes. the two of us. Which was such a surprise to me. It was freezing cold that day, and I swear I'll never talk about the cold again on this yeah. film. But that I, I was remember cold. walking to that set the first day. I never we ever walked to that set. I um, never and forget we'd, that we'd moment. Smoke, we'd smoked something rather exotic. And I'd never smoked before. No, no. Richard no, really was, led me into really yeah, was, bad ways. Uh, it was a bit so difficult I, clinging on to reality, wasn't it? It was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Ah, there we go. There's our signs. In the graveyard. Denton. Home gravity of here. Damn it, Janet. She looked very pretty. So Sue Blaine did some wonderful costumes and they've really hung on, you know, even though we do the stage show, um, 20, well, it's longer than 25 years for mm. than the movie, the stage show, but we still use Sue's design. She reinvents them and it's still the same kind of look. Well, I must say the thing she's stunning is that at the time, I mean, I... 
demand that Sue Blaine invented punk and this film invented punk. And down the road was Vivian Westwood with a shop called Sex. And she thought she'd started it. But no, sorry, she'd copied us from up the road. We were on the stage at the time. I think there's a certain amount of truth in what you say. I think there is we a were a precursor of uh, Malcolm McLaren and, uh, That's and, correct. and Vivian. But then again, you say, as Coco Chanel said, you know, anyone who thinks their original's got no sense of history. Now look at that heart there. I want you to see that heart there, because when Why? we go back and rub it out, I think it's a, uh, maybe it's the same heart. I thought it was a different one. Maybe they got it. There's a boom microphone shadow we'll see, I think, soon. Somewhere up Why there. Why are you pointing out the fault? Well, why not? You know. <laughs> I mean, that's what the fans do. Do they? Yeah. Oh, look, she dropped it. Oh, what a shame. Wasn't she meant to? I've no idea. Obviously not. Now, this is interesting. This this room, we could only afford the, this end and the other oh, end, the funny. old friend. Yeah. And we didn't have any sides to the room, so we could only shoot it looking this way or looking the other way. We couldn't pan around because there were, there were no sides to this room because we didn't have enough money. So there we go, you see, walking towards camera with that background. Good heavens. But, and walking away from camera to there, but there were no sides. Janet. They were very good, these two, weren't they? When, it, yeah. when you consider we've been doing the, the No, we show, were like a doing, family, we're, we're and they came in, and they joined in, like, so easily, so quickly. Mm. I find them astonishing. Just suppose that must be... I don't want to go into detail, but it's it's a very small coffin, isn't it? Oh. It does wonder. Who <laughs> or what? You know. Mm. There could have been a rabbit in there. <laughs> well, every day was a great surprise to me on Rocky Horror. I never knew what was going to happen next. No, me, me neither. I mean, I didn't know what even American Gothic was till I saw the painting in the hall a few days later. <laughs> I thought, why am I dressed like this? <laughs> You're not familiar with that picture? No. <laughs> no <I'm... laughs> there we are, three good-looking people. And those opticals were rather good, I thought. I mean, they really were mechanically derived by... But, uh, you know, today, of course, you'd have optical wipes and um, all sorts of things with video. As dear Charles Gray, who's departed from us recently. Yes, Charlie's pop. And I cards. loved it when you said to me, it would be wonderful if you and I were Charles Gray and Ava Gardner. We could visit each other often. Yes, Because they were great friends. They live next door to each other. And I thought, they, they've both gone. So yeah. we've got to now move into the Are same they, street. They, I think they're probably in a little similar street in the sky somewhere, doing the same things. I just have a little top-up, I don't with Sinatra phoning every day. Yeah, what did, you, did, did Sinatra get Phone on the Ava every day. Oh, did he? Yep. Heavens to Megatroy. There's the lovely Jonathan Adams, who was our original narrator. Brilliant. Who plays so. Dr. Scott in, in this yes. movie. Yes. I mean, uh, Brian Thompson used to put in hidden detail in, in this thing, so there would be yeah. stuff inside that file, and there might have even been stuff in those files behind I'm him there, you know, that was relative, but nobody ever was ever going to see. No. Well, to me, Brian Thompson's set was astonishing. It was unbelievable. And I've just been to see The King and I mm -hmm. and the set that he's just done for that. I adored it's it. It's good, isn't it? Mm. Mm. It's pretty about the person. Sumptuous. No, no, no. What? I didn't say no, that. No, nothing. You didn't say a thing. Never heard a dicky bird there. Yeah. 
absolutely charming person. Be remembered in my will, actually. Oh, look, it's a nice car, that, that Woody. Yes, and, and what was the tape playing? Was it Nixon? Nixon's, uh, which I, I, I don't like that uh, speech being played, actually, because it uh, locks the movie into, into a time, time frame. And, right. and, uh, I thought it was terribly clever. And so uh, uh, that late November evening yes. was, wasn't in time yeah. with uh, Nixon's speech. speech and, mm. and uh, you know, all those lots mm. of things. Now, we see these motorcyclists here. Those people who played Transylvanians were on the back of those motorbikes. They all had to go to the studio this very night, dress up, put all their Transylvanian gear on, and then put motorbike leathers on as well. Yeah. And then go out on these motorbikes to... to they didn't drive them themselves. No, no, they had uh, uh, motorcyclists. Yeah. Over. They played pillion passengers. Yeah. And as Raymond Gow said, you know, I said, why are they coming in to do this? You know, it could be anybody in yeah. the wet and the dark. And what? He said, could be a gorilla with a pipe, love. <laughs> gorilla with a pipe. <laughs> But I'll never forget the first day I saw the Transylvanians because they were rehearsing in a room at the, um, in the house and we didn't have Transylvanians in the play. And suddenly this door was open and I don't want... It's non, politically non-correct, but it was so freaky because they were freaks. Sorry. As No, speak for yourself. No, but I mean in, in, in the amazement of tall, small, fat... Thin, yeah. you know. You lost the sense of norm, and, and didn't you? So sense, sense of, of norm. Yes, and I saw all these people dancing during the um, time warp, and I, I almost collapsed. I couldn't believe it. I thought, because I didn't know they were going to be in this. I, I didn't mm -hmm. know there was a cast of Transylvanians. No. No. Well, when, so I, went, when I went into the room and David Taguri was um, rehearsing them and, and um, Barry Boswick and Susan Sarandon was standing amongst these people, with hugely different kind of physi uh, physically, I'm so so very. I'll never work again for using the, the word the, freak. They they, they uh, that it seemed to me that Susan and Barry, who most people would say are, are relatively good-looking human beings, seemed just as freakish. There was no standard. The standards yes, that's had disappeared. Yes, freakish. Yes, right. And that was interesting. When we did the show, this was the one line over at the Frankenstein place that, that made me relax because I was I was so my sphincter was tight, my the sweat on my brow was was thick, my was heart it? was pumping. Was it? Because the because I was behind the screens and and wondering whether that was whether anyone was going to like it or was they going to go sit sitting there going oh let us. Oh dear, and we, and, and we went into we, we, that. We all sang that line over at the Frankenstein place. Yeah. There's a light over the Frankenstein place. Yeah, and they laughed. Ah, and the, and the minute they laughed, I went. You knew. Oh, it's all right. Everything's going to be, be all, right. all right. If they're laughing at that, they'll laugh at the rest of it. It'll, it'll all be okay. Oh God. Now this is where. Uh, of course, Susan began to get uh, the, the the flu. We were shooting in late. Uh, oh, in please December. don't talk about her damn flu anymore. Oh. That's all she ever discusses. As much as I love her. Excuse me. Sorry. Now here we are, gorilla with a pipe. You see, there's all Transylvanians, <laughs> all in with their tailcoats <laughs> underneath all that. You know why? Why? And who's that beauty in the window? Oh, I don't know. This is my favourite bit. Now that was very dangerous going up there in those days. 
Because it was, yeah, there's uh, no floor. <laughs> the floors are all gone. They're all rotted through. This house was owned by someone who lived in France, and they taken didn't the, no, see any the, reason to. They'd to taken put, the lead off the ceiling. Put money into it, and it was uh, now it's a hotel, which is a bit of a shame. But uh, and they've built buildings around it, which are yeah. But they have Rocky Horror weddings there and um, honeymoons. Yeah. Oh, is the top window? I thought it was the second window. Oh gosh. Okay. I thought it was a completely different window. We've gone quiet. We have, really. <laughs> it was so gothic and so wonderful, the lightning strike in there. <laughs> it's a good-looking movie. Jim Sharman's first major um, film as a director, and I think he pulled this together exceptionally well. But who was our lighting cameraman, Shuzitsky? Uh, Peter Sushitsky, the Prince Shuzitsky. of Darkness. The, the Prince, Prince of, of Darkness. Darkness. Yeah. I loved you for that. And I remember we weren't allowed to see the Russians. I don't know if you ever knew that or if you ever did Well, it. I didn't really want to see them, because well, if you're acting, you should Little shouldn't. Nell, rubbish. I have to see them. And I, little Nell and I used to sneak in and see them all the time. And we did see the Prince of Darkness's work. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? Uh, he's, a, he's, a good, he's a good man. And this, this well, house, he's Wolf's this, this son. Ha this house, of course, has been, has been um, used in many, many films. I think The Innocents, you'll probably remember it with Deborah Carr and Peter Wingard. Oh, really? Now, this oh, we were talking about him earlier on. Same house. All right. Well, it was the Hammer, ha Hammer was, House. Well, it's just next door Hammer to the Hammer Studios. It was a cheap, cheap and easy location, yes. wasn't it? Just across the paddock. Hello. Hi. My name's Brad Majors. Uh, That's the other thing I was thinking about. So funny, you with your wonderful sort of English accent, or your hello. Or, hello. Uh, hello. And then I decided I came from Transylvania, so, so I had a German accent. Tim Curry had a Cheering Cross Road, Kensington accent. No, Knightsbridge. Knightsbridge. No. We're... And Nellie had her Australian. And um, it was so peculiar because nobody ever, ever discussed <laughs> Well, we it made a difference, didn't it? Yeah. It made no difference. Nobody, nobody's asked any questions about yeah. it. Nobody's asked any questions about 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 it. On a taped floor in 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 a an old abandoned hotel in in Earl's Court, in the White House Hotel. Yeah. I'll never forget that day. The, the meatloaf walked in. I'd never met meatloaf before, and I thought, "Who's that?" And um, then he was um, strutting his stuff and being very Texan. Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you, hun? And um, suddenly that boy sang "Hot Patootie," and I, I swear there was a chandelier in the room, and it did crash. It's amazing how we don't see you. We can see you now I know, I know. lurking. But lurking but it's amazing how we don't see you until we see you. But that's because the very director theatrical. didn't tell me very what to theatrical. bloody do. There you are, you see. And I, it was ridiculous. And I didn't dare upstage that moment. You were very good. No, it wasn't. Uh, to me, that's very bad. No, I should I be dusting. That, I thought that was marvellous. <laughs> that was marvellous. Very theatrical moment. And that clock, of course, is an interesting thing because that was, that was actually made, and that is a real skeleton. Of the husband of the woman who had the, the, the clock made. No! And, uh, and it was a beautifully, beautifully Is that made... where I should have put Robert? Oh, you could have done that. In the clock? You could have done that. Not for very much. Mm. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> what a naughty pair. Yes, well, this is where the, this is where the reception area is in the hotel now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's always very, very down market. <laughs> Not very nice at all. Well, it is, it's all right. That's when that boy takes off. Whoa. Oh, there we are. And there we are. And that's the sign. We were talking about that today. That in, it, when we were rehearsing, we had to find a sign that made us different, that we had something between us. A kind of, that, a, a, kind of a handshake or... or well, um, it was our Transylvanian sign. Go, go, go forth that we were and prosper alien. or whatever. Go forth and prosper. Yeah. It was our alien sign. There's my wife in the middle there, ex-wife, I so should say, Kimmy. There. Yes, with her wonderful hair. Mother of my, of my child. Beautiful lioness. Uh, lovely boy. And there's, of course, all these, all these actors. Are, there's Christopher Biggins. Eating, as usual. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, eating the donut, I think he was. I ate the donut. I think so. <laughs> Stuffing the cream down his face. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to go down that road with you. Which road? But your hair looks fabulous there, doesn't it? I know, but it's so wonderful. Raymond Gow, the wonderful hairdresser, who was so lazy. I mean, all he did was spray a can of red stuff on me every day. We didn't even dye it. I had black hair. Mm. And he sprayed it red with this terrible stuff every day. Raymond's no longer with us. A lovely man. I liked Raymond. He'd work with everybody. And nothing can ever be the same. You're faced out on sensation Like you're under Everyone. Little Nell. Little Nelly. Her father was Georgia. a famous, famous Australian journalist and used to talk about the family and used to write about the family in, in the Australian newspaper and used to refer to Nell as Little Nell and that's where she got that nom the, the Oh, I see. Yeah. Because Jim Sharman found her on the streets of London. She used to, um, what do you call it, busk. She was doing a bit of busking, did a bit of housekeeping. She did actually did a bit of housekeeping. But I she used was to cleaning. see her busking. She was, she I love this. Cleaning. There we go. Yay. <laughs> she was cleaning for um, for Jim when when we were casting for the stage production. But when we were in rehearsal, she would used to say, "Nell's the name, Tappan's the game." Yeah, she goes. Yeah, she goes. I love this bit because um, Magenta gets very pissed off with her here. And she's a recent mother, isn't she? So yeah, she said on the recent ago. interview, she said, motherhood is wonderful, I love being a mother, and that's what I'm doing. And I love it, her talking about being a mother now. Mm. I was a mother then. I had the baby in the bath yeah, at age but, of three. But, she, but poor old Nellie, of course, had been in a terrible car accident um, about 10 or 15 years ago and was walking around for several weeks and got, was getting these blinding headaches and they took her into hospital and they discovered her neck was broken. Really? She'd been walking it? around for two or three weeks with a broken neck. I feel as if mine's so broken now. She's, uh, she's a great survivor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fran Fullenweider, who's of course no longer with she's us. No, she's in heaven too. Yeah, she's up she there doing the She wrote me a wonderful letter when my husband died. What, recently? <laughs> recently. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I'm sorry about that, Fran. And I remember she was in trouble one day and Jim Sharman was very cross and crotchety. Well, they had to get a film done in two days, was it? How long did it six take to make? Six weeks. Six weeks. And I stopped the show. I remember your dear wife, Kimmy, saying to me at the time, you know, I stopped the show because Fran had a coughing fit or something mm -hmm. and couldn't go on and he got very cross with her. So I sort of called a strike. I don't remember that, but it's been uh, reminded. I'm quite... Um, People were quite uh, you, you were very bolshy in those days. Fair. I was fair. Fair. I thought you were red. Honourable. <laughs> oh, whoa. There's the beauty. There he is, Mr. Curry. We'd been, we had a, you know, when we, when we were casting this mm. origi originally, we had a, a young man called Jonathan Kramer, American, oh, who's yeah. now also in heaven. But, uh, was, Who isn't in heaven? Uh, well, we're lucky you to and be I. here. Hi. And uh, <laughs> well, I don't know, maybe we're luckier to be up there. Yeah. And, uh, Prima. And Jonathan was going to do this part. And Tim came along uh, to audition for us. And I'm afraid poor old Jonathan no. never had a, had a chance against this, this guy. But I heard it was Tim came in and said, let's rip it up. But did he say that? I don't know. But, I know, heard that. Uh, but I knew Tim before this. Me too. I, um, because I was working at the Royal Court Theatre, and um, so was he. I was playing much bigger parts than him at the time. And he was uh, rather in awe of me, I believe. I'm <laughs> sorry, but he did. He, he was very kind and admiring. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I knew him in hair, of course, because we were in hair together. Of course. But, uh, and I always thought he was the, the most beautiful thing on stage, truthfully. Really? And when Jim and I were, were talking about put, putting this show on at the Royal Court, I went along looking for muscle men. I thought, well, that'd be a nice, a nice thing for me to do, is to go around the gyms and see if I could find a nice muscle man to play part oh. of Rocky. Oh. What a lovely way to spend your day. Yes. And I went into a, a little gym in, um, in one of those streets, George Street or Blandford Street, off... off um, Oh. Yeah. Where and who we? was there? Uh, well, well, hang on, no, Baker Street. Baker Street, Blanford Street, George Street, yes. Yeah. And, uh, and there, there was the this gym. So I, went in and I went into this gym and there was some very sweaty men, ugly, sweaty men, you know, been pumping iron. And there was, there was um, this young man who was living next door above a, a, um, a place called the Speed Queen. I know, the laundry. This laundrette. is a laundry mat, yeah. And I thought, that's very nice. And, and he asked me what I was doing, and I told him what I'd been up to. So I'd was just been he in the gym? gym? No, he'd been, he'd been living. He'd just come out of the, uh, the, the house, the, the flat, the, the apartment right. above the street. So why did he speak? Oh, because he knew he you Oh, hello, there. how are you? And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, fine, you know, blah, blah, blah. I've yeah. just been yeah, doing yeah. some casting. Yeah. And uh, next thing, he auditioned for us. Oh, God, another accident. Well, kind of. Yes, wonderful. When I auditioned for you singing a Jesse Matthews song. Yeah, over my shoulder goes one cat. And told you not to play the piano because the music would put me off. <laughs> I said, I've got the. Certainly would have done because I can't play the piano. <laughs> I said to Richard Hartley. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't shave under his arms, did he? What do you mean? Oh, did you say that? He didn't shave under his arms. Oh. Him and Julia Roberts. It's a real hussy. Mm. A right little hussy. Well, he's a boy. Mm. And there are lots of boys that shave under the <laughs> But not the symptom. <laughs>
my darling little small person, little one. Who? <laughs> well, you're not allowed to say those words. Oh, no, PC, yeah. OK. L but... Little one person. Yeah. Thank you very much. Oh! 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 Brad! It's all right, Janet. We'll play along for now and pull out the aces when the time's right. Oh! Oh! oh. Slowly, slowly. It's too nice a jump to rush. Hi. My name's Brad Majors, and this is my fiance, Janet Weiss. Uh, you are... Uh... You're very lucky to be invited up to Frank's laboratory. Some people... Girls always undressing people. Wait, well... All I did was taking bandages <laughs> off people and dressing them. I was so bored and fed up. But that's what you were employed Point for. to do, I'm bloody domestic. Such hard work. Now, this was generally ginger ale, I think, as far as I remember. I know, I loved this. This was shocked me. I didn't know this. Is, 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 Everything is shocked me. Yeah. I never knew that was going to happen. When did the lift get stuck? Now, the, that, that goes up to, that goes, only goes up to the first level. It's on a hydraulic and doesn't go any, doesn't actually go any further than this past the floor here. This it's almost a kind of accident time. Because this was a minstrel gallery around here, which oh. I believe is gone now. Yeah. And, of course, there was a lovely, beautiful glazed roof above that. Now we're coming up out of the floor of another shot. There we go. Clever. Quite good. Now, that was in, this was in a pit. This is where the swimming pool was, in fact. See, that goes down, that lift goes down, the, the elevator goes down into a hole. Yeah. But that hole is part of, was a part of a tank, good which was later, later used for the swimming pool. You see, I was never around for swimming pool days. Well, so this was we had to shoot it. We, we had to shoot I all this and get all that. this in the can so that so that we could tear the set oh down and God. then build the swimming pool set in the same spot. I don't know, surrounded by geniuses. Magenta, Columbia, go and assist Riff Raff. I will entertain. Um, <laughs> now you see, I'm going to have to. He tells me go and pull the thing. It's you know pulling cloths off the thingy. I've never worked so hard in my life. I don't have to do this kind of work at home. No. Enchanté. <laughs> well, nice. And what charming underclothes you. But dear Tim, because he'd played this um, on a lot of stages before he did it, I just think his performance is fantastic, yeah, terrific. True. But he also understood the camera too which was very nice. None of us did. This is the first movie for all of us, isn't it? First major movie for all of us. Oh. He did understand the camera. How could that be? It's his first movie. But the first major movie for me. I never done a movie before. Well, neither did he. I mean, I'd filmed it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's the first... Oh, I see. He understood the camera. He understood the camera. Well, I thought he meant better than us. <laughs> I think he did, to some extent. Excuse me, he was on it more. <laughs> yeah, but he also understood the lens. He understood how to play the lens somehow or other. Well, yes, I am. <laughs> All I understood is how to lurk. Look, me lurk. Look at us lurk, lurking. They gagged yeah. you in the back there. <laughs> Thank God. It's the only Shut time up. she was quiet in six weeks. Tonight! <laughs> I thought they were rather fetching, those, those masks, actually. There was something very surreal about those oh. strange masks. I don't know where they came from, do you? <laughs> I, I, they, were just, they were just given to you and you were told to warn them? To wear them? <laughs> yes, but 
I, I just did everything I was told. I didn't know what was happening from one second to the next. Oh, you're, which you're is probably... A, that's why you've always been a favourite with me. <laughs> and I'm not a stupid person. No, of course you're no. not. No. I mean, I can play Lely McBrath easily. What's the capital of France? <laughs> <laughs> the answer was there all the time. It took a small accident to make it happen. And that's how I discovered the secret. That elusive ingredient. That spark that is the breath of life. Yes. I have that knowledge. That's what I felt, you see, for me, the pink room went on forever and ever. I know it's brilliant, but, God, it went on. Well, when you're working in a small area, it's very it's more, much more time-consuming because Especially when, you, when, when, you, when you're doing cover shots yeah. and you're, you're, you've got to do a different, yeah. a different angle, a different point of view, it's, oh. it, it becomes very time-consuming. Very time-consuming. I mean, I have photographs from the film of me just on the floor out of it, you know, just from hanging about. And nobody, nobody ever knew what hoopla was in the States. Hoopla! Hoopla, Janet! Nobody <laughs> knew what that meant. I know. What does it mean? It's like a circus term. Hoopla! Like yep. with the whip. I know what you're saying, but what, what does it mean? mean? Hoopla. It means attention, applause, um, applause. No, if you're like saying, saying to the horse or something, you go, hoopla! Regarde, go. regarde. It's, regarde, I don't know. It's something of that. Oh, when we did know. shock treatment, nobody un understood over the moon. It's like a symbol crash in variety, isn't it, basically? That'll do. Yes, no, it's sort not. Sort of like, like the slapstick that they used mm. to use. It's, a, it's an accent of... Hoopla! Yeah, something of that nature, that nature. was wonderful too. I mean, I, w I did watch this movie again last night. I certainly have seen it a few times. But I really appreciate it. I, I remember this. This was torture. Because it was the first time Tim um, undid the um, thingy majiggies and Jim Sharma was screaming, faster, faster, go, do it more, do it more. Yeah. And we didn't have a second chance at it, did we? It had to work, I That's think. That's right. That's right, because we're going to we're going to put the colours into the water, and, yeah. and, and, and uh, although this is artificially induced, yeah. as you can see, but but those colours we're going like, to stain the water. There was like one take on this, and they were supposed to be the colours of the rainbow, weren't they? They were supposed to be, you know, um, violet and indigo and right. red and green and whatever, you know, those uh, five colours. I think that's what it was supposed to be. It's interesting that we get a bandaged body 
a skeleton. Yeah. Ah, another bandaged body. Mm. That's okay. Maybe it works. Ooh, how dramatic. It was. Lovely Peter Hinwood, my charming man. Wonderful, and he hadn't acted before, and... Uh, or since? Was a, uh, or since, and was a model, and he, for me, is, is so sympathetic and mm -hmm. vulnerable, and mm -hmm. I think he's wonderful in it. I think he's wonderful. Antique dealer now. Of course, in those days, you couldn't get actors that had a, had a build. But really? of course, today, everybody's pumping iron. They were iron. all wasted. Everyone's pumping iron. Yes, I know. Well, I was but amazed those, you could find days, a gym in those days. In those days, everybody, everybody wanted to look done in, you know. Yeah. They wanted to look like they'd been drinking with Peter O'Toole and, and, and your late husband Robert for you know round the round the bar well, for a long had. time because that was part of that was part <laughs> of the, the the gig you know Francis Bacon yes, and so, all of them yeah. at the Salisbury yes. This was very difficult, wasn't it? Trying to time this. Trying to get all this off in time. And that time. was another thing that wasn't very, going to happen again. That was very difficult. I remember that day. I choose to forget. I don't remember carrying Tim. No, that was good of you. I don't remember doing that. I, 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 remember, the, I remember the warmth around the back of my neck. neck. <laughs> oh, la. But I must say, um, you really did get kicked around in this, didn't mm -hmm. you? You took a few knocks. I did. As Annabelle Levington mm -hmm. from Hair. Yeah. And a director, Pamela Obermeyer behind her, Christopher Biggins again. Oh, woo! Now this little that that was a great little 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 dance there. I, I I came up with that little dance step. Did you? In seconds, and I don't know how I did it, and I don't. I've never been able to do and it since. I could have killed you because I could hardly do it, and Tagore kept telling me I kept falling over. Was we that did. wiggling on one foot, and I had high heels? Oh, we did it very easily, very quickly. We, I know. We, did we, you make it up? In seconds. But it's not from the time warp, no. No. But did we just follow you? Obviously. Well, no one. Oh, that sounds. That looks good. That's good. Uh, and, yeah. I, and I didn't. Know where, I didn't know where it came from because you know I'm a terrible dancer. <laughs> and we did it in seconds. And. Uh, it was all over, but it looks um, it looks rather good that little yeah. leg movement. Yes, I love this bit. He's okay because when when we did it in rehearsal, I gave Nelly a note for this. She'd hate the word note, you know, And she goes, "It's okay," and changed it completely from however she'd done it before. And Tim Carey was so shocked that he really did react to mm -hmm. it. To like he was furious with her because she completely changed the tone of mm -hmm. it. And I loved it because it was like, it wasn't what he was expecting. So his fury was real. I didn't make him for you. He carries the Charles Atlas seal of approval. As darling Lindsay, I went down to Dorchester and did a Rocky Horror evening for this her. She went with the big hair there, wasn't yes. she? Yes. Yeah. 
did an evening for her um, art center to raise some money. Weighing 98 pounds, will get sand in his face when kicked to the ground. <laughs> and soon... I mean, all these ideas were wonderful, these props and um, presents and... It was glorious. I find it wonderful just to watch it all happening. <laughs> we'll make him listen. I was, I, maybe I was watching this day's film, I'm not quite sure. I, I, I remember when the hobby horse comes, there was a... This is rather risque, this little moment, I Very think, for the, for the time. Mm. When it's 1973, that was... Mm. I think the whole thing was a bit risque for the time, wasn't it? Yes, I suppose it was. I suppose it must have been. Not that I ever thought so, but... In olden days, a glimpse of stocking. No, what shocked me was when they, when they went to bed, because when we did the play, they didn't actually go to bed. No. No. So when that happened, I thought, oh, dear. I don't know if I like this bit. <laughs> so I got a bit prudish at that moment. Oh, did you? Yes. Because to me, I thought we were in a nice, you know, straight, clean show. <laughs> I didn't know there was lots of hanky-panky going on. Oh, yeah. And he pushes this um, horse, that's, you know, this, this yeah. thing that he's on. I was brilliant at jumping that, by the way, at school. I got prizes for that. Oh, really? mm -hmm. Gymnastics. But a, a plastic-covered one like that. <laughs> no, brown. Go on. And watch when he pushes it away, you'll see it. You'll see it, notice it takes a little journey of its own there. Oh, it's got, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's got a lot of some wires. <laughs> Now, this is what I never understood, why nobody nobody pushed that button. Nobody opened it. Of course, uh, the double for Meatloaf is, is nowhere near. He was, he was smaller than me. And he padded him up. There's a cut to Meatloaf there. Yeah. And, uh, but the double came off the um, he was, thing. He was, no, he was fine then. That motorcyclist and the stuntman, he was fine. I know he was fine, but he... He fell off? The, no, the, the bike came off the ramp. Did it? Yes. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, yes. And he wasn't fine. He's never been heard of since. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. It did. It came off. And I so loved it. When we did the 15th convention at, at Fox Studios in mm. Hollywood, uh, Meatloaf came on and sang Hot Patootie, and I dragged Nell out, broken neck or not, and made her do the dance with mm. him. And they did it perfectly. It was lovely. They hadn't forgotten that. Marvellous party. Marvellous party. <laughs> <laughs> Marvellous party. Nice Isn't Del Card? Could have I been. went to a wonderful party. But nobody asked me to play. It was Nuno and Nano and Maud. With whom? I think it's Nuno and Nano and Maud. But I couldn't be sure about that. Went to a marvellous party. 
I don't know why they put the wig on Meatloaf. I would have thought his own hair was was equally as um, I forgot effective. what his hair was like I, then. He had long, long ponytail. Hair. Yeah, he was lovely. Blondie, blondie mousy. Yes, he was gorgeous. There we are. There's you and I grooving in the freezer. <laughs> Back in the bloody freezer. Yeah, keeping ourselves fresh. <laughs> While they're having all the fun. This was lovely. I love this. This is better than the Tiller girls. That'll age me. Now, here we go. We're going to swap from, uh, from Meatloaf to Double. Stunt man. Little tiny job. So my son put that. So Meatloaf there. Okay. Ah, there yeah. we go. There we are. There we are. A different human being altogether. Yes, that's the one who went off the edge with them. Yeah, they're a different human being altogether. See? Um, after the killing of Eddie, um, when Frank or Tim says he had no muscle. Yeah. And uh, we had to shoot that again. That was just after we'd finished, we'd wrapped, and we hadn't got the shot. It didn't, didn't work, so we had to go back and we got some pink tiles. And um, they shot him against uh, just these pink tiles. Goodness. You'll see in a minute. Mm. Um, you see? It's nothing but words. Well, this is while we while were shooting. Yeah. That's oh, sweet. There, that shot there was done after we'd finished filming. Oh, I see. I went back and got that little bit. Um, put bits of the set together around behind him. Yeah. But it cuts in quite nicely. Yes, it works. Makes me... <laughs> mm-hmm, shake. Sweet. We're around looking at him as if we don't like him very yeah, much. I did, well, I didn't. <laughs> You see, I didn't. He was I, always I beating, decided, I decided beating the, rift, the shit out of you. I decided the Rift didn't like him very much. Yeah. And was resentful. And uh, well, several reasons. But that, yeah. I thought we were giving him his Envy. Time. Envy is the, the big one, of oh, course. The, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Good at playing that. I don't know what he mine was. He was, was. attractive and, and, you know, he got all the, oh, yeah. the fun. Oh, and, right. was, and, and had the witty lines yeah. and all the rest of it, you know. And there was being articulate yeah. and ugly with a hump. Yes, I never thought of that, Richard, yeah. because I thought you were beautiful. <laughs> well, that's very nice of you to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> I never saw you as that. It does say something. I'd rather say something about you, though. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, dear. I don't remember that. I don't remember pulling those curtains, do you? Yeah. No, I don't remember that. Standing there like toy soldiers. 
And there's Rufus in the background, Rufus Collins. Yeah, that's lovely, Rufus. From the Living Theatre. It's amazing how many of how many of these people are no longer with us since this filming. After that, today, I assume two more might go. I will be there. You'll be there. We're following on quite quickly. It's an illusion, but reality is simply a figment of the imagination. See what's on that book. One gets very interested then. Yes, in you his, do. You uh, do. You get in, in a Brian Thompson's stuff. Uh, yes, in the hidden detail. The wonderful eagle. Is it an eagle? Yeah. And what a story is. Weird Fantasy, I think, is the, is, is, is the title of that particular magazine. Ah. And of course, all his stuff was shot in a day. A feeling which grew. Because the marvellous thing is that uh, about the dining room scene that I read about in a magazine, I didn't realise why, which we will see when we come to it, uh, talk about the set of the dining room scene. Yeah, okay, I'll, be, I'll bear that in mind. Sure, right, thank you. Just write that down. <laughs> write that down, darling. Oh, I'll can't. remember. Is that what I think it is? You've just rolled up over there, skinned up over Sorry? there. Sorry? I never really liked the way you took so much pleasure in looking at that. What? In your voyeuristic sense. Oh, you see that? Um, you see Making that? those noises. You see things. that? I got rather embarrassed. Oh, uh, really? Yes. Do you see that 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 thing around the television screen? I still have that. Where? It's in my shed. I've got it. I've got it in my shed. <laughs> in your shed? It's in my in my wee wee shed. And what do you do with it? Well, it's at the back of the house. I, I, the kids have actually oh, actually shown interest in it. Linus wants it. My son would like it. You know, and, and actually all Joshua. The all well, it's the just it's just just a, just a, the square that goes around the television all screen right. and the handle on it. Yeah. All right. It's lost a couple of its rivets, mm. as one does over the years. <laughs> of course, this was the most brilliant idea ever, wasn't it? Well, absolutely, because we, we, we needed no um, kind of uh, real close-ups of flesh or anything. I know, but why, why, didn't where did take, it come didn't from? To, it they came from to take the their, stage. They didn't have to take their clothes off. It came off. from the stage, yeah. but why was it... In, who invented this idea? Because it's theatrical and it's innocent, and I think it, I think it's probably to do with with uh, Jim Sharman's prudery as well. But Good it works. Show. But it works. Jim for and us. me, the old prudes. It works for us because nobody nobody is uh, is coerced into doing anything that is overt. No. no. You know, it's just all the salaciousness disappears. Yeah, it's brilliant. And so you, you get this, and this, it just seems like happy fun time, don't you think? It's divorced somehow, rather, isn't yes. it? Yes. And no clothes come off. We know, yeah. I know it, we know it's oh, very this. rude. I thought they'd give me a bloody mop. I yes, mean, no, mop. Yet we see it. This is interesting because we right. saw that little that little scene between little look between the two of us yes. in, in in Sweet Transvestite. Yes. Now again, you see. Well, Sub I tell you, subtext is, is, darling, is Lillian Gish has got nothing on me in silent movies. This is the most silent movie I ever made. I'm glad I'm talking now. And I had to do something, uh -huh. you know. So, but, I mean, but, I've but never made so many eyes or faces. There are a lot of directors that would be so so locked into the main narrative, to the linear well, narrative, any. that they'd, they'd, <laughs> they'd get lost on, on the little subtext. These are the things they would get. We might shoot them. But they would they would end up on the cutting room floor, and these little moments. Because there isn't a line spoken here. This is exactly. a whole scene we're, in we're, silence. We're, I'm in silent movies. We're secondary players. 
No, but, no. No, we're not here because the director has allowed us to give us some <laughs> breathing space. But we would be, in many films, we'd be secondary players, and we'd, they'd excise us from the, the whole thing. We, would, they, we wouldn't be seen. Well, the then they would have had no film. They'd had, all they would have had was, the, was, was the, the linear narrative text, just, just the top line. Said, of, well, of that the, would have been a bit thin. No, sub, yes, well, as it is with many films. Now, look at this. This is our moment. Well, it's a moment, another, <laughs> another, another moment. I wouldn't say it's our moment. Well, I never knew this was going on. I mean, you know that I never thought I was, had anything to do with incest. I mean, and then I suddenly thought, what's going on here? It's our little Dracula kiss. You know, so as I say, I, I never had in my mind incest with my brother. Uh -huh. Because we, we, we made the sign together, and then the fans decided that that was an incestuous thing. Yeah. And called well, it, what do they call it? An, an elbow fuck. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm rather shocked. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but that's what they call it. Uh, uh, an elbow. What's another word for fuck? Well, I, 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 is there, do we need one? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> you said that people yes, might have to be cut. Uh, well, we don't. What do you do when... <laughs> what do you do when elbow you copulate? When you say copulate. El when you say an el elbow copulation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's what they all think we're doing. And Do I they? thought, no, we're making our Transylvanian sign, you yeah, idiots. Yeah, 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 but, 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 uh, but... Uh, but it's when you bit my neck, then they yeah, really thought uh, he was well, up no, to no, it's, it's, it's the chemistry between us, love. Well, I had none at all. I was yeah. just doing yeah. my job. <laughs> and you were my brother doing your work. <laughs> doing his sister. <laughs> Not in my game, no. Yeah. I think that I think, I think that was always present in, in my mind. As, as, well, it might have been in yours, but it yeah, wasn't but I think in mine. I think it builds. I think it works because the innocence of you seems like indifference, cool, <laughs> cool indifference to the whole the whole kind of idea. Go, oh yes, go on then, riffraff, if you want to, you know. Oh, oh dear. You all right now? Are you happy now? Yeah, good. Off you go. Toddle off. <laughs> I wish I'd known. <laughs> What's happening here? Where's Brad? Where's anybody? <laughs> oh, poor boy. Running through the rain. Chased by Alsatians. Magenta's let loose the dogs. Now, this song here was supposed to be cut, intercut, with this, this not song, this, this action, this dialogue, was supposed to be intercut with Brad's song. Oh, yes. Uh, Once in a while. Once in a while, which is wonderful. OK, scene. so those, that cut there to there, from there to there. Yeah. That cut from there to there. Yeah. They work. I think they work cinematically very well. But Brad's song was supposed to go between those cuts. We were supposed to cut in between the song and that, and we cut the song uh, out of the piece. Why, I'm not quite sure. Uh, I love Brad on the bed having a cigarette. I think it's brilliant. One of the things about the, um, the show after it was, was that it needed cuts. But I think... Uh, that was possibly because of the fact they didn't understand it. Fox, you know, part, green lighted this this movie. They gave us the green light. I remember, go ahead. 
And then they changed the head of Fox. Um, right. And Alan Ladd Jr. came in to be the head of Fox. Right. And he didn't want to do this movie. However, it was just really? That's it was when he was with just Ga- Gareth late. Wigan, Georgia Brown's um, yeah. husband. And it was just too yes. sorry. Too late for them to say no. Oh, Is good it? lord! And, and they turned up on the set. Alan Ladd Jr. turned up and came down uh, in uh, when we were working out at Bray Studios and came down. He didn't want this to happen, but it, you know, it was too late. And but by the time we'd finished the movie, of course. He was no longer the head of Vox yeah. anyway, yeah. So, so it didn't make any difference because yeah. there was a, another person there then. God, what a game of chance. And then this was re- released, and they didn't know who to release it to, what the target audience was, who was going to go and see this movie. Tell us about it, Janet. <laughs> I love Nellie painting my toes. I never thought who thought that up. Maybe Jim Shaman directed that. I'd forgotten. You and Nellie, probably. And Nellie and I, because we sat in a very cold caravan and sort of talked about what we were going to do in this room of ours. And this, I do, I think this is very sexy and very naughty. I think it's lovely. It's very intimate. Two kids playing together, isn't it? Do you think that's what it's like? Yeah. Yeah. Well, her PJs are all so sweet. Her pyjamas and her ears. She's blowing, look, she's blowing my toes Yeah, but it's not not sexual. It's like the two little chums. Yes. You're the same person almost. In fact, you were the same person, you see, because you weren't supposed to be two different people when I first wrote this show. Oh. You were the same person. I see. And then Jim 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 Sharman said, I've got, got, um, uh, what was the name of the... uh, Marianne Faithful. I know. Uh, you know, and she's really interested in, in being in the show, and uh, she, you know, and uh, could we write a part for her? And I said, well, I, you know, I don't think so, because I'm not that clever, writing in another part into the show. I, what I might do is split the girls' part into two pieces, and say so Magenta and Columbia was split into two two different people. But, but was, I didn't understand who, who was Marianne going to play. Why she was going to she was going to play Magenta. She was going to play. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. Because right. I think we already said yes to to um, Little Nell. I see. And then Marianne, I, I said, so I've done it. I've I've kind of like you know I've worked it out that the two parts are split up into, into uh. Uh, the one part split into two parts. And uh, he went, oh, yeah, well, Marianne's gone to... Marianne's, Marianne's gone to, to India. To, I know. Yeah, was I ever so Gary. pleased? And, uh, she then, went on her trip. And then it was you. It had to be oh. you. <laughs> Wonderful you. <laughs> so I think the two of you playing together like that, it is, like, it is something symbiotic. It's like two little twins there. Why is it that your veins stick out? Remember, people, when you're making love and you're hanging over the top of your loved one, that the veins in your forehead stick out. Look at that. Look, excuse me. I, I didn't look like that. We don't want that to happen. <laughs> just, just bear it. Yeah. Look, Peters are there as well. Yeah, well that, just yeah. bear that in mind. Oh, I see that. That's what we all look like when we're doing it. Yeah. Oh God. Look on top. That's why we have our eyes closed. Well, I think oh, the lights out. Yeah. <laughs> Candlelight. <laughs> It's very flattering, isn't it? <laughs> now, he w- actually whipped me here. Yeah, he, he did. Caught me, he caught, oh, oh! He caught that me. That hurt! He caught me several times, but mm. I didn't complain because I was a method actor. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> oh! <Woo! laughs> oh! Ooh. A look of concern oh. from, from young Barry there. 
I was cross-eyed. Dear Barry, I met him at a convention in America and he said to me, he said, Pat, you really thought I was Brad, didn't you? And I said, yes. Well, I did. Did you? He was at the time. He's actually great fun now. He plays the mayor in something, do you know? He's grey-haired and he's marvellous. Spin City. Something like that. That's brilliant. But he was so serious and, and he was so in love with Susan at the time. They were having bad time, and uh, I think. Mike Barry's got, got a, a, a good sense of humour. He's, he's, he's the I one never... person that, that, that uh, out of all of the, 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 the um, kind of major players that, that weren't really connected with us in, a, in an organic sense. That's right. That, uh, that still maintains a sense of humour about the piece. He turns up and oh, no, he laughs about being Brad. Oh, you know, I mean, Brad gets called an no, arsehole on know, a regular no, no, basis, Brad, and he puts up no, with it. Brad was... Barry is wonderful when he's he's supported the show fantastically. In every, every convention I've met him at, I've adored him. But when he was actually doing this, maybe he was a method actor and became Brad. You know... I didn't. I, I just thought it was um, wonderful. I thought they were both such great players to to come in and join an already kind of a happy unit that we were. That must be very intimidating. I love this. This was such a surprise to me. Oh uh, yeah, on the wires. On the wires. We'll see the carpet flip up in a moment, won't we? As it comes round somewhere. That was uh, to me terribly funny, and I love us girls That's having. That's great. You know. That's a, that's I I, I, and actually mechanically, if you think about the mechanics of that, that's pretty damn good. <laughs> it's damn good. To get someone. And this is the reason there was nowhere to get out of the lab. They had no entrance no into the laboratory. There's no door. No and entrance. they suddenly realised, what do we do? How do we get them in there? Come through the wall. <laughs> I know. They forgot to build a door. They did. And that that's one of the most brilliant things. <laughs> Oh, it's wonderful. Dr. Von Scott. Yeah, I wish he didn't use the German accent there. I would have preferred to have had an American accent. Really right. Did you mind my German accent? No, you were fine, but uh, I, the, the, the Von I, Scott one thing was what, I wanted, to, what I wanted to, was that to be a surprise. There's no surprise when he says, or should I say, Dr. Von, Von Scott. Scott. No. He's already got a German accent. Couldn't the director you have told him? I um, had uh, problems. <laughs> In cer certain areas, yeah. uh, communication problems. Oh, right. Well, that's true. Uh, but you know. but he's highly intelligent, Jonathan Adams. Yeah, he lives in a, <laughs> he, li he lives in a house that looks over a cemetery. Called to Tomb View. Tomb View. Yes. Very nice. He's um he's um, a fine artist, a fine art, if that makes sense. A Is that a tautology? I'm not quite sure. Tautology, good word. Now, I don't know whose idea this was to repeat this section again and again. That was brilliant. But it works. And I've got to tell you something amazing, but I'm going to forget his name, which is going to be dreadful. Alan Sharp. Got it out. He's a scriptwriter in Hollywood, comes from Scotland. He a massive scriptwriter. There goes that gong. And uh, when we get to it, when the statues are made, you know, Little Nell, mm. he bought Little Nell and she was in his back garden in L.A. No. Yes. Alan Sharp bought Little Nell's body. Her statue. The pl with the plinth. I never understood the plinths. 
I didn't understand the Vince. Like we I have don't understand there. why we didn't make them disappear, have a but light come I wish down. I'd become a body. However informal it might appear, you can be sure there was to be very little bonhomie. Those doors are the most beautiful glass, wonderful lead-lighted doors. And I want to know where they are. Because it, when first time I ever set eyes on them, I wanted Can I just those... tell you why the table is laid like this quickly? Go on, then. It's because that we came from Transylvania and we didn't know how to give a dinner party. This was Brian Thompson's idea. And that's why we've got all these peculiar spoons and, um, you know, pee-pee bottles from the hospital and jam jars and whatever, because we didn't know how to entertain. That's I right. rather loved that idea. And I never knew it And they said, would you, and would you, they said, would you, would you serve the stuff? And I, and I went, well, I ain't gonna, I don't know do it either. So I'll throw it and I'll dribble it and I'll, I don't give a monkeys what I do here. And I, I, nobody had, had a conversation about that. But, but it was, it was quite anarchic, wasn't it? Yes. If you think about it. Yes. Test to absent friends. To absent friends. But he's got his beer mug, you know. You see, everything. Yes, he's got his stein. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Rocky. Happy birthday, Rocky. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Show it. You see, I think Peter Hinwood's acting here, this, this simple Daddy, acting, is, is wonderful, isn't he, it? He broke my heart. It's naturalistic and, and, and lovely. No ego involved in it, which is delightful. She's pretty sexy, that girl on the right there. <laughs> I could give her the one. <laughs> sure how she choose her food. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to her? And of course, you know, I yeah, there, there's, there's those beautiful doors there's to the slam doors. behind them. They're yeah. gone. Gone? So they were stolen from they're that right. hotel because they're no longer in that hotel. Okay. And then this was Eddie's Teddy, and I remember when we were doing the stage show, this song wasn't in it, and the show was so short, thank God, that, um, but you were told to go home and write another song, and you came back with this the next day. And I thought, oh, God, we've got to learn another song. This is awful. Yeah, and, and then we sang, we, then we sang it, and we, go, we used to sing it. When Eddie said he didn't like his teddy, and then when they sang it in here, they went, when Eddie said he didn't like it. It was a different, that was a different, different thing. Yeah. I think the film's better because in singing it on stage, it used to bore me to death, that song. Sorry. It picked up, picked it up <laughs> slightly. Mr. Hartley again, the lovely Mr. Hartley. Yeah. This Whistler's Mother, of course, with Meatloaf playing mm. Whistler's, Whistler's Mother. Whistler's Mother. He left home 
I don't know where those doors are today behind. Oh, me, give over about the well, doors. Well, I'll me. find you doors like Somebody, that. Somebody's <laughs> got them somewhere, and they're worth something. All right. I'll find you doors. They were very special. That's why they disappeared. That's why they disappeared. There he is. He was a low-down, cheap little punk. A low-down, cheap, cheap little, little punk. punk. Now we didn't, of course, this is know. Very touching. Sorry. We didn't know what was under the table. No, we didn't. That wasn't told Nobody to knew. anybody. And I love this. This, this also is a baby doll. This her cot, her bed is from the film Baby yeah. Doll. I love that touch. Mm. So we didn't know what was under the table. Uh, it was kind of fascinating because 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 the, the horror that goes around the the, the, the yeah, response I don't, I don't is kind of real, isn't it? But the, no, the, all the, the reactions when we were eating at times looked as if we knew that we were eating him, and um, I didn't know. No, so I nobody knew. No, nobody knew, <laughs> and and then Tim Curry knew he was going to have to pull off that thing. Hoopla! There's another hoopla. If you're pulling that. You would shout hoopla, okay? And he had to do that in one, otherwise he'd reset the table and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then there was um, old meat under the table. Skeleton. But we didn't know. And the reactions, um, well, I, I know mine. I just, I was amazed. This film was like some other world unfolding to me. It was like I, I was in a story that was happening. Well, that's one of the strange things when you talk about that, because because it was that surreal quality to the movie that was very disturbing. As we've been doing the show uh, for months before we made the movie. Yes. And it ran for an hour thirty-five when it was slow, an hour thirty when it was on time, an right. hour an hour twenty-five <laughs> when it was really hiking along. Yeah. And and when we went to watch the movie, which was ninety minutes, an hour and a half exactly. And it seemed so long mm. and so slow and so mm. gently unfolding. Mm -hmm. You go, how can that happen? We've got more dialogue in the movie. We've got we've got extra things in the movie. How can we actually add this, these longures and and, and and yet still be an, running at an hour thirty? I don't understand I see. it. And and there was a surreal dreamlike quality. There was a very dreamlike quality to Rocky Horror, the movie, which was never present in Rocky Horror, the stage, stage show. No, because I've done the stage show again 21 years later, which was, like, goes, like, uh, you know, so fast, yep. you think you're going to die from yep. it. So, yes, it is extraordinary. So what are we trying to say? The movie's the same length. It's exactly a 90-minute movie, because that's what Jim wanted to make, and a 90-minute so movie. God. And, 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 and it's so visual. We've got added dialogue, uh, added scenes, and um, things always pad out when you're making the movie. Things on stage have to be much more kind of succinct. Um, and oh, yet, right. so and yet it, seemed, it seemed so much slower. It yeah. seemed much more, and that was a, it added a dreamlike quality to it. Yeah. Which I think you were talking about earlier on. 
So we're we're back in the in the in the pink room now, in the, in the lab. In the lab with no door, mm -hmm. no in or out, except Which would have been wall. shot before that dinner sequence, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just this scene. And we're going to see them put through the transducer. Is that what's going to happen? They're going to send us to another planet, planet Schmanet Janet. Yes, and they all had to do. It was well, like, what I wanted to see that happen yeah. here was was kind of a, a ray of light come around them, and have them dissolve and and disappear. Oh, that's what I wanted to. You know, so really? they were, their their bodies were in a in a state of flux. I see. That's what I wanted when it when that right. reference was made. You know, right. somewhere between entrance and exit. But they decided to put them into these... Madame Tussauds. ..in these strange kind of plaster casts. And uh, so they had to find a position which they'd... Well, they had to get moulded in at first, which is yes, kind of like a day of, a day of agony. I, I've done that myself. A day of agony. Play. So they had to do that position. It's quite and nice. And there, yeah, it's very nice, but they're on a plinth. I mean, why are they on a plinth? You see, they've got to find this position that they're going to kind of end up in. It's fine there. But she's on a plinth. Where did that plinth come from? Oh! That little base. I mean, where's that come but from? Because they because had the transducer, did the transducer, yes, yes, because the, the, the statue had to stand. Yes. But did the transducer make a little base for them as well? Oh, I see. You know, I just yeah. think it's a bit tacky. A bit tacky, yeah. that. Okay. That's a wee bit tacky. Oh, I love this bit. Nellie and I practiced this in the cold caravan. She said, how am I going to play this I, I thing? I know, and she never knew tight, that her, tight, nipple, tight. her nipple was going to go through oh, that little yes, rip. Oh, yes, she did. Did she? Oh, yes, she did. <laughs> she was always a flasher, that girl. <laughs> and my girlfriend's written some books on that. That's an interesting case. <laughs> oh, which girlfriend's that? Dr. Stella Weldon. She deals with female flashers. Sorry. Yeah. What's, I the, never what's the name of this book? <laughs> and what is the uh, publisher? Mother Madonna Hall. And, uh, is it still in print? Yeah. No popular prices. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll teach you a thing or two. That was rather nice, that little outfit that Tim, that Tim was wearing there. That's, that's rather nice, isn't it? Yeah. And little tops rather nice. I get one of those myself, actually. I'm getting a bit of, you know. No, no, it's shut up. Peely, I don't, don't care you know. about your clothes. I can still carry Can one. we look at this? This is the slowest burn you've ever seen, okay? That is the longest take of a look that killed Tim Curry. Yeah. It killed him. Yeah. I'm sorry. And your breasts, we, we, your breasts were rather oh, arresting at the not, time I too. I was never there? interested in those. No, but we were. <laughs> oh, sorry. As viewers. <laughs> oh Lord, I never thought of that. Did you not? No. Oh my God. I felt totally. And you thought, and you thought that you thought it was your acting that got yes got, got the attention. Yes. You poor sad little fool. <laughs> that was the slowest burn. You could count that one. Lillian Gish couldn't have done that. Hmm. That's our elbow copulating. So elbow. the fans think. Elbow connection. I just I mm. call that connection. Elbow creek. As a poster Jacobs. Fate it seemed had decided that Brad and Jacob. Could you fill me on, on Jacob <laughs> Jacobs Creek? <laughs> it's a wine from Australia. Oh, is this for <laughs> 
not, is, that, is that a bit like Barossa Pearl? <laughs> that's bloody nice, that Barossa Pearl. Queen Adelaide, that's pretty good too. There's old Charlie. Darling Charlie. Charlie, he's fabulous, Charlie. I met a friend of his, uh, a colleague of his. I would have thought he had on. one. <laughs> oh, yes, he did. Apart from Ava. Ava. Whom I adored. I became a movie star because of Ava Gardner. I don't mean a movie star, I mean an actress. Actor, I think, if you're going to no, read no, no. BPC. No, no, no. I am very ashamed of any actress who calls herself an actor. Why? Dorothy Parker said, scratch an actor and you'll find an actress underneath. Well, it's certainly worked in my case, but how about you? I am very proud to be an actress. I would never wish to be an actor. I'm not. But pride comes before a fall, perhaps. No, 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 no. They, actors are such different creatures to actresses. Are they? Yes, totally. I thought this kind of uh, goo that gunked at Temple on his face, it was a good move. I thought it, was... it was so brilliant, and I didn't know what it was about. It was kind of like... And I saw him, and I thought, what the hell is he doing? And, but of course, he was getting ready for the floor and you've show. And you've met, you've met those people, haven't you, that do all that kind of stuff? Well, one does. I... Sorry? Well, not... <laughs> you, don't, you don't put... But that was a brilliant idea. I didn't know whose idea that was. Yeah. But when he came out looking like that, I didn't know why. But then... You think I'm slow, don't you? <laughs> no. no, would I? And I think this floor show is wonderful. And Sue Blaine's costume, stunning. I mean, this is before Michael Jackson, you know, before, before. Look at the sleeves on these yeah. things. The one with the feather and the one with the thing. It's extraordinary what she was thinking of. Truly beautiful to behold. And I have to say, I've met lawyers, I've met everyone, I've been on trains, I've been everywhere, and they've all done it. Exactly. <laughs> they've all fishnet. But will they get us off next time we're up before the beak? I doubt it very much. <laughs> I have to say, Your Honour, in the night in question, I was wearing fishnets. And I had an orange stuck in my mouth. Yes. No, but seriously, I can't tell you uh, the people I've met. They do, they talk to me, and if it's ever mentioned, they all say they've done it. Strange. What did you do, Richard? I released people from their, from their kind of male-female polarised parameters. But the English became, males became became very, very much They get very frightening uh, for the Brad character there that's, that's lost in no man's land because as a result of the changes. But she's got, you see, here, Janet, you see, the, this is where the, the worm has turned and everything has changed around. She gets, her, she gets her kind of strength and her power and he gets lost. The hunter-gatherer male gets lost because she's now got her power. I see. So that's what's happened today, actually. Uh, tr truthfully, yeah, it does mirror today's society, and I think that's one of the reasons why the, the show has some longevity. Good Lord. Mm. This tower behind us. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, we'll see Frank and uh, Rocky after the death of Rocky and Frank climb up that, but it, of course it's going to be stunt doubles. Oh, yes. And they came along, and the guy that was playing the Frank part had no idea that he had to dress up like Tim. Oh, la! And it was a wonderful moment, a wonderful day. Oh, the guy no. lo looked at the stunt, the stunt man. and yeah. uh, then went, oh, go and get ready now, I'll move, I'll go and get ready. Right. And then had to dress like that and came down and wanted to be extra butch on the set because he didn't want anyone to think that he it, was you know, like that. Yeah, yeah and, and as the more butch he got, the, the camper it all became. It was a fab moment in time. I'd like to go back. If I had a time machine, I'd like to Do spend. I'd one. like to spend that half one. an hour there watching that. Right. Just for that joy. Give yourself over. And here we are. We're talking about the RKO Tower here. Yeah. And which was originally, of course, we wanted the, the 20th Century Fox Tower. So why didn't but we get Fox it? wouldn't allow us to do it for some reason or other. Even though it's a Fox movie, they wouldn't allow us to do it. Um, Sounds the, the head of mad. Fox now will probably say what what you know what was going on here. You know why didn't? Yes, I know. But, but the decisions decisions were made. And it was camp, you know, excuse me, but this is pretty risky. But this is and, and even in, in Los Angeles today, gay men are not allowed to kind of like, you know, expose themselves too much, you know. We're, yeah. very, we're very lucky that it's actually it's the British, British gays in, in Los Angeles today, isn't it? Uh, Ian McKellen and... Um, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Madonna's job. Yes, you... Rupert. Rupert, yes. Everett. And, but it's still um, British. It's a British. It's a British-driven kind of acceptance yes. and, and opening up of, of yeah. that. You know. Yeah, but the, the British have always been very free about that. Nice that little that, that little touch of the Leonardo. Um, the stunning touch of God on the bottom of the swimming pool there, and it was a million-dollar shot, as Lou said, when that when those clouds disappear and um, the smoke disappears, and we come down on that overhead shot of Tim there. That was the million-dollar shot. Now, they go in, of course, and they go to the water. Well, they, have to, they have to come out, and did, did Jim Sharman, our director, cut when they go back into the song again? No, he didn't. So they come out of the water, Gasping. and they have to dance. And you had to, and and um, Susan was was very very sick. I know you don't you don't want to have a conversation no, I will have it. I will. about her illness here yeah, okay. at the time. But she was very, very sick now. Yeah. And uh, here she is thrown once again into water on a cold winter's yes. evening to come out of this water into the studio, into a cold studio. Yeah. And, and sing and dance. And, and at. Uh, well, I know it was hard, but by it was God, it's, I know, but. Uh, I know, and it's all been hard, but it's been worth it, and it's been get, given so much pleasure to so many people. I, I so mean, it's, you're allowed to die. You're allowed to die. You must pleasure. die for one's art. Die. My husband died playing King Lear, four hours twenty minutes, and he had to go through the pissing rain on the heath, and he was a dying man. So I'm sorry. Yes. There you go. And King Lear died playing your husband. Well, that's quite interesting. Here we go. Here we come. Out of, the, out of the water here. Yeah. 
Now there's a cup there. You would have thought that was a moment in time to allow them, but no. They could have emptied the pool, but these this is this is they'd come out of the water, and that's like they're still wet there. Well, it's called getting on with it. They were slipping everywhere. Yeah. But but what's the point? Maybe no time. There was no time. But they were trying to they were trying to hang on to, to, to some semblance of dance, some semblance of movement. Yeah. Some semblance of choreography. And a few are dying from ill health as well, you know. But they're doing it. I, yes, they are. They're called this troopers. Is, they troopers. Where <laughs> <laughs> there. And here we are. Mm. This is our moment. <laughs> With my Raymond Gow hairdo. I, it was brilliant, that idea. It was, it was my idea, but the head... That uh, was your idea. Well, you coat. had to match my bloody hairdo. Excuse my I have French. a coat hanger on the top of my head here. I know. But look what I've got. You know, we had to go somewhere. And we had to stand for hours. And, and what was that smoke? It was oil, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. That was killing, that was. Yeah. Oh, she's all... Yes, you're leaving. I'm doing... You've I'm, had pressing, I'm pressing a button. Are you? Sonic beam. And then I'll never forgive you, because as you go down with that gun, you will see that you have put it in front of my face. Oh, no. The whole show. I didn't, did I? I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's funny this day, because we, we, we have the extras that, that, that bleed in, and these are people that, that uh, had never turned up. They just turned up for the day for the shop. I know, and the most I mean, they bleed in, they bleed out because it's 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 Frank's in fantasy, fantasy, isn't it? Yeah. But there's a new idea, and it was brilliant. And, and, and they they got the gig because they had they owned the evening. They owned dress. the evening dresses, and I must admit to this <laughs> that a few of them I knew because I had been an extra. Oh with them. no! Yes. I can't believe. That. Yes. <laughs> I knew them because oh, I'd done dear. extra work with them. Oh dear. Well, you've got to start somewhere. Yeah, and they bring their scrapbooks along, don't they? I didn't know about that. Oh, they do. And they say... I wasn't a serious hey, Richard, extra. Hey, would you come over here, Richard? Richard, I, this is... You, you, you love this. Look, look, look at this. Look at this. And they bring in their scrapbooks, and they've got these photographs of them on the different gigs they've done. Them right. Oh, uh, look, look at this. Now, I hated this, because Jim Sharman said to me, yawn, at that moment. He said, yawn, yawn. And I, I thought he was being so brilliant. No, he's talking to Jorn, that, 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 the guy from Norway before, behind uh, you. No, no, Jorn. no, no. You stay here, Jorn, Jorn. And, and he said, yawn at him. And I thought, I'm so ashamed, I can't. I wouldn't yawn at any actor or anyone doing anything. It's so rude. Mm -hmm. It was like, and because Tim was being so brilliant, this song broke my heart. And um, Judy Garland. Judy. And, That's a Judy Garland shot? Yeah. Cards for sorrow, cards for pain. And Jim said, yawn, and I thought, no, I can't. I really hate to do that. It's such a rude thing to do to any actor on the stage, because it's sort of rather like you're bored. You know? mm -hmm. And I mean, not in acting, but within performance. Too. So I was very ashamed of doing that. Cause I've seen... oh. I wrote this song in about 19... 
71, I think. I was living in Fulham. And um, one of the nice things about writing Rocky was that I did have a lot of songs in, in the drawer, and this is one of them. And it it's meant beautiful. nothing. I used, to, I used to bore the arse off people singing my <laughs> songs, you know. But, <laughs> you still do. Were, going, no, you don't, you don't. And they used to go home and go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And when this, of course, happened, they were going, oh, yes, I was there, of course. You know, I heard that song in the early days, yeah. But it is. Uh, it's strange right. how things change, isn't it? Don't be bitter, dear. I'm not at all bitter. One mustn't. Sweet as... Look at his wonderful feathers in his hair. Lemon. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and they disappear, and they obey his dreams. How sentimental. And the deck chairs, I think, are a great idea. Nice thought. End of the pier. Yeah. And have, of course we have this this um, ray gun, which um, again equals the American Gothic pitchfork at the beginning. Yes. Which you threw. At the side, you threw it down, don't you? Away. Pitched away. But again, it's the. It's the but I, I didn't get that. I'm terribly sorry, and I've been around for. I have, long? I have that pitchfork. It doesn't have that. It doesn't have that thing off the top of it. That that little peak and and uh, yeah. that that. But I have, I have the handle and the rest of it. Um, so the amazing tie-up for Mr. Thompson is extraordinary, isn't it? I mean, in in the work and the ideas. Yeah, it's almost a noose. I beg what? <laughs> it's almost what? What you said? Tie up. I tie up. Just, I just, a noose. Oh, a noose. Yes, I love it. I thought it suddenly you were. Conundrum. I thought it was you were being Greek. Yes, quite Greek. <laughs> the twitch in the eyes. We have that. Nelly Dean. You got pretty nasty, kid. This is very primitive um, overlay of, of, of uh, special effects here. That, for instance. Mm -hmm. Today we could we could again we could do that with computers so easily. With video. And they made poor old Tim climb that play that yeah. uh, those ropes. He shouldn't yes. have done that, of course. No. And while he was doing Insurance it, I, I remember I remember people on the set, experienced men saying. No, this shouldn't be happening. No. Oh, no, he shouldn't be doing that. No, no, no. Not your principal actor, he should be doing that. No, no. I bet he had a great time doing it there. He was so into it by then. So there's the real performers there. It really is very primitive, isn't it? The, the uh, special effects. But it actually adds it something. It adds really something divine. to it. I love it. It does add something to it. Uh, it's really lovely, and of course, this is Ferrer, isn't it? That's no, King that's Kong. that's the. Um, that's King the, Kong, and that's, that's why the, the I love the stunt and the stunt double. The two stunt okay. men. Okay. 
But okay. RKA made King Kong, didn't they? Did they? Uh, RKO made a lot of science fiction movies, and yeah, and, and, and they went they went through it. That the whole studio went through a, a huge change. I love this. I was given these new lines. They like you. I love it. My most <laughs> beloved sister should have should have tipped it for you with with the um with, with that relationship between the two of us, but still it didn't. Oh well, that was so late. And anyway, you're such a sulky git. You know, they never liked me. No, they it was wonderful. And to think I had a coat hanger in my head then. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> it did. I looked like a question mark, the human question mark. <laughs> but her underwear looks nice. Mm. We are about to beam the entire house back to the planet of... What have you got? What's that extra little band around, band at the top of your leg there? I can't work I that know, one out. I'm trying to work it out too. It's more mm. interesting than yours. I can see the top of your stocking there, and then that around your waist. But what's the one in the middle there? What's that? What's that all about? I think that's... I don't know. How can I remember who dressed me? Well, you dressed yourself, obviously. <laughs> you mean with no bloody you can't dresses? You yourself. Oh, my darling sister, what is that extra bit between your knickers and your top of your stockings? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. But it's all for you, my darling, and the stars. Something up there, anyway. In the Milky Way. Stop it. Oh, look. Look, I can't see them. I can feel the stars shining on us. <gasps> And what about that? Excuse me. We're talking, about, we're talking about camp acting here or not. Great stuff. There's nothing camp about it's me. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. We should, we should have got Oscars for that, mate. <laughs> this was nice, the cutbacks to the, I love to the that. Saturday stuff. That was rather, yes. I saw several endings. Have you seen several no. endings of this movie? I have. And it doesn't necessarily go back to that. Now this is interesting. We couldn't afford, of course, a special effect shot. So when this goes, when this goes out, you will see the same house behind. You see the house behind? No. Through there. And this was cut from a lot of a lot of the original versions. This song was cut. And uh, we cut straight to the narrator's to verse. We, we, we can't. Lied. We can't. Uh, uh, Brad and Janet's verses of this song, and went straight and straight to the narrator's verse on the original movie. And that made no sense whatsoever. I see. As we needed this, and well, well, there was a very long intro that that Richard Hartley had devised for this song, mm. and. Um, I suggested they cut straight to, to Brad's verse. And uh, they cut straight to narrator's verse, which was cutting both Brad and Janet's verse, which was just rather stupid. It's kind of nice to have these two verses, make mm. the whole thing tie up, the whole mm. song tie up. 
and it went so round and round. So had you much control over this? No, not really. But I had my five pennies worth. Okay. And I was allowed to have a, a voice, but there was no long, you know. No. No more important than anybody else's. This is interesting. This is this went into an overhead shot. And the spin shot, which was the same overhead shot, the same, probably the same, exactly the same place. Uh, we did the overhead shot of, of of Tim in the pool, and that spin that turns into the globe, which is Mr. Sharman again. And crawling. I wrote this song in in nineteen. 70 or 71. I was in Nottingham. I was doing hair. And we were on tour with it, with the show. And I wrote this song and I had no idea I'd been to see. I remember I went to see Arturi Ui. Oh, I was and, meant to be in that. And that with Simon Callow. Well, oh, no, this is um, Leonard Rossiter. Rossiter. Leonard Rossiter. Yeah. And I went to see Leonard uh, Rossiter on a wet Wednesday afternoon yeah. at the Savile Theatre, and there was about 100 people in a theatre designed to take 2,000 people. Yes. And he played it as if it was first night, opening night. How to find. And showed us the way that it works and the way you are here today, I will perform for you. And he did that last segment of that show, that closing speech so beautifully and so brilliantly that I wrote that song off, off that speech, you got to watch out for fascism because the bitch is living still. And that entire song was written off, the, off that premise, written off that speech. This has been a charming little sit down here watching this movie. Lots of these players are no longer with us, and lots of them will go on to do bigger and greater things. And uh, it's uh, just been, it's, it was a rather charming moment in time, wasn't it, to have been part of that? To it, it's uh, been one of the greatest, uh, the best things I've ever done. I've done lots of things. But for me, this is the most glorious thing I've ever done. To me, it's been the most uplifting, the most, of course, that gave me the name Pat Quinn that has um, buried me because I'm associated with Rocky Horror forever. Uh, so people don't take it very seriously because of that. However, um, I would never not have done it. It's um, just been a total delight for me. I've loved being in Rocky Horror. I think it's time for us to take our clothes off and have a little bit of rock and roll now. Okay. Okay. 